Hey. Hey, you. Yeah, you, the one who tuned into the Pin Pals podcast. Are you looking to get custom pins made super easy? Are you new to the pin game and don't know where to start? Perhaps you don't even know the difference between soft enamel and hard enamel. Or maybe you're a polished pin maker, you've been in the game for a while, but your current manufacturer just isn't cutting it. Well, I got some good news for you. My friends over at Your Stuff Made can help make you custom pins. They are wizards at this kind of stuff. They work under strict ethical guidelines so you know your pins are being produced clean and safe for the environment. Their team actually cares about what they make. And best of all, they're not a middleman. They have direct access and control over tools, machinery, and resources needed to make enamel pins. So this means super low costs and fast shipping times. They are the real deal. And speaking of deals, you know where I'm going with this. I got one for you. If you order custom pins from Your Stuff Made, you can save 10% off your entire order. And with this inflation going crazy these days, 10% can be huge. Especially if you're new to the pin game, every dollar counts. So all you have to do is visit yourstuffmade.com, fill out a quote, and under the referral section, select the Pin Pals podcast. That'll tell them that I sent you, and that's how you get 10% off all your custom pin orders. Once again, the place to be is yourstuffmade.com. Let them know the Pin Pals podcast sent you. So, what are you waiting for? Start creating today. Welcome back to the Pin Pals podcast, the podcast about enamel pins and the talented pin makers behind them. I'm your host, Eric Roman from Warrior Pins, and thank you for tuning in to another episode. means a lot. Uh, happy belated summer solstice, happy Juneteenth, happy belated Father's Day. Uh, summer is officially here. I just celebrated my 32nd birthday. Uh, I just announced that I will be at San Diego Comic-Con on a panel about enamel pins with some other uh, former podcast guests. Like, life is pretty good right now. Uh, but I got to remember to stay humble and grateful because... With the good comes the bad. With the ups come the down. Anyway, shout out to my Buy Me A Coffee supporters, Vin Pin, Miss Penny, Pin Lord, Pins by Charlie, Pinsomnia Designs, Enigma Pins, Manny Cartoon Studio, and our newest member, drumroll please, Invader Pin. Jake from Invader Pin joined the crew last week, and I could not be more grateful Thank you, thank you, thank you. Definitely go check out his profile at invader underscore pin. Man, we are rolling deep these days, and the Discord server has never been more buzzy. Buzzy? Buzzing? You know what I'm trying to say. I love it. This is awesome to see. The community is growing, and it's just it's just incredible. If you want to be part of this and directly support me and the Pin Pals podcast, please visit buymeacoffee.com slash podcast. You can either buy me a couple cups of coffee or you can join in as a monthly supporter or monthly listener. All have great perks and uh, lots of good stuff to check out, including my interview with Kevin Eastman and access to our virtual happy hour, which, by the way, is happening tonight, June 23rd, 5 p.m. Pacific time, 8 p.m. Eastern time. I think it's all going to be happening in our Discord server, so sign up before then if you don't want to miss that. 
Today we have possibly the nicest, most kind-hearted and lovable pin maker in the game. I had the pleasure of chatting with Joel from Miss Pinny, and we talk about his journey through the pin game. We talk about queer pins, other queer pin makers, and what that whole community is like, how it differs, how it's the same. We talk about a lot of the usual stuff, best-selling pins, worst-selling pins, uh, how he goes about marketing pins. Uh, but probably my favorite part of this conversation, I think it's towards the end, um, Joel shares a story of how pins help people identify with certain interests and lifestyle choices, and it's just, it's just so heartwarming. It's really cool. Um, like I said, Joel is just an absolute lovable pin maker, and uh, I hope you guys show him lots of love after this episode is done. Be sure to check him out on his website. Be sure to check him out and give him a follow on Instagram. All those links will be in the show notes. As always. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Pin Pals podcast wherever you're listening to this. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, anything helps these days. And uh, if you go ahead and you leave a review, whether it's good or bad, I will read it on the air. So let's see if we can get some of those numbers up. Now, let's jump into my conversation with my Pin Pal, Miss Penny. Welcome to Pin Pals, Joel. How is it going? Good. How are you, Eric? I'm doing good. Hanging in there. Just had some dinner with some friends at a safe nice. and respectable social distancing <laughs> space. Yeah. I'm having a lot of COVID anxiety right now. It came back. I was like chill over a little bit over the summer and then like the fall and the winter hit and this COVID anxiety, I got I just feel like it never ends. Um, but yeah, I have been doing the same. I've been keeping inside. And then, um, I mean, it's a little better than at the beginning of the pandemic, but, um, I, I, I'm able to see some friends that I know. Uh, but for the most part, it's very, very similar to you. I, I, um, yeah, just, it just feels like everyone I know has COVID and, and I'm not as scared because everyone I know, not everyone, but most of the people I know have the vaccine, but, um, yeah, I just, I am, so anxious about giving it to someone who might be at risk, um, who might be uh, unable to get vaccinated for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. It is, I, I feel the same way. A lot of the times if I know I've been out with some friends or just like out and about um, and I haven't gotten tested yet, I'll go to like my parents' house. Well, I'll try to be really careful about going to my parents' house. Like if it's super important, yes, I'll go. But like I'm wearing masks around certain people and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Just just trying to be respectful, you know, I'm playing my part. We got vaxxed yeah. and staying masked up and, and being, you know, vigilant about our actions and stuff like that is like all we can do at this point. Absolutely. So now I'm just trying to, to, to not go crazy and just yeah. like still live my life, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So why don't we tell the listeners, give the listeners uh, a little introduction on who you are and your pin company. Sure. So my name is Joel Jamino. My pronouns are he, him, and his. And I, um, I created uh, last year during the second year of the pandemic, um, Miss Penny Pins. Um, it is definitely a play off of Miss Piggy, and Miss Piggy is has been an icon of mine since um, since birth. Um, and <laughs> I actually didn't name it. I will say I I was thinking about I've been 
um, really interested in pins for for or be, becoming a pin maker for a long time. And then um, my sister's kid, my sister's oldest kid, um, they said, hey, how about you just name, I was thinking about a name and they're 20 now. So they said, oh, how about you name it Miss Pinny? And at first I thought I was like, this is stupid. No one's gonna like, like that. And then it just kind of like ingrained itself in my, in my head and I was like oh I guess I have to call it Miss Penny and even like as I looked at the logo and what I was doing I kind of took the the M from the old Muppets logo to use the Miss and I altered it a little bit and then I found kind of a a, a, a font that was a little more um like a little more rock I hate saying that um but a little more like uh 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 a little more distorted or not so clean for the penny part to try yeah. to give it a, a, a mesh up. But yeah, I, I, I started it last year. It was a passion that really came out of the pandemic. And um, I'm just really proud to be a part of this community. There's a lot of things that drew me here. It's, it's crazy that people are starting businesses during the pandemic. I mean, yeah. it's it's an it's an undertaking just to start a business, but to have like the pandemic kind of, you know, not necessarily in your favor, is uh, mm-hmm. is, is pretty crazy. So so right off the bat, I got to commend you for for mm-hmm. for going for it, even though we're in like this terrible nightmare. Um, yeah, tell me how you got started. Sure. So I I don't know. I can tell you. You know, I have for a long time, um, been really interested in enamel pins. I've been collecting, um, really, I guess it started, I started collecting probably about eight, nine years ago. And, um, but nothing like huge. I didn't really jump in. I was just collecting other things. I will say like 20 years ago, I worked at Disneyland and I kind of thought the pin trading game was so ridiculous. I worked there though. So I was, at some points had to have like a lanyard on and people would come up to me and want to trade pins. Uh, They provided us the lanyards, of course, but um, uh, when you work there, you have a different uh, understanding or or a different relationship with pin trading. Um, But yeah, it's a job for sure. And so I thought it was kind of silly, but I liked the idea. I always liked the idea of pins. One of the things I didn't necessarily like about Disney pins was they were all hard enamel and I really um, like soft enamel. I really like feeling the, the grooves on it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found a few years, you know, well, you know, about nine years ago, I found that there were a few, and I feel like nine years ago, there was only really a few sellers on Etsy that were kind of, uh, or actually a lot of it was just on independent sites too. Um, like Laser Kitten, I remember buying something there, or um, uh, even, and I think uh, Pin Lord was doing a lot of stuff then at the at the time. Um, but I would buy certain things, and then in my job, I had the opportunity to buy a. Um, I work at an LGBTQ center, and I work uh, I direct programs for LGBTQ youth. So within our budget, I was able to figure out a way to get a button maker. And um, the, of course, I think it was maybe a little bit more my passion than the kids. But once the kids found out how to use the button maker, they were making all sorts of things. Cool. And a lot of pop culture in, inspired things. And from there, I just really started to think about 
how do I make this into something that I that I can feel really passionate about? Um, when the pandemic rolled around, um, uh, I was really scared about, so this is a tangent, but I'll circle back. I was really scared about what the pandemic might do to the, the health of my family and also me too, because I was a smoker and I, I, I knew like, this is something that I have to give up. So I gave up smoking during the pandemic and I used that money to um, buy my first pins. And I would, I started designing um, and reaching out to people like you, um, just like uh, I reached out to Coolectric Creations. I reached out to a lot of different people that I just were following online. And I think the thing that solidified it for me that I was gonna be a part of this community was how nice everyone was. I don't think that I would have entered into a community that was really, that I got a vibe that was really toxic and wasn't inclusive and um, that, that had a lot of competition in it. Because for me, this is not about competition. This isn't even really about selling. A lot of it honestly is just about making pins that I didn't find, so I have to make them myself. Um, so a lot of it is just feeding my own hobby. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's wild. Um, I, I guess, uh, for context, cause it'll probably come up a little bit later, but since, since we mentioned it, um, uh, Joel has been a, a supporter of the podcast for a while. So, um, it's just been awesome. We've been going back and forth and things like that. And uh, and so it's been really cool to kind of see your growth from my perspective. Um, someone who, who reached out and was kind of like a listener and just, you know, thinking about making pins to act. So like to hear you saying that you reached out to other guests on the podcast and then here we are like full circle. Yeah. Like now we're talking on the podcast and, and like mm -hmm. you're like you're in the community. You're in it right now. And I think that's just, it, it blows my mind. It's wild. No, really, I have to thank you because I don't know if I would have had the, um, the and to be very clear, the audacity to reach out to people, cold, like a, do a cold, uh, do a cold DM to people. And I love that phrase, listening. Cold DM. It's so like <laughs> yeah. modern. <laughs> it is. I don't know if I would have had I, I, if I would have had that courage, but listening to your podcasts, um, it was really nice. And like, there's just there was a couple tips that just came. Um, I was really worried about like what happens about color and stuff. And then Coolectric Creations literally said on your podcast, you know, I don't worry about color. I let them figure it out. I let the manufacturers, and that like helped my anxiety. Even though I do have like a, a I do check the colors against um, a Pantone book. It what there was there was some some little anxieties about what happens if I pour two hundred fifty bucks into a pin and it doesn't come out the right way, or you know what it what all these things that can happen in uh, production that I was scared about, um, and. And then I even was as, as I'm, and I'm not great at social media or I'm not, I, I'm pretty good at it. It just takes, it takes a lot of time. Um, but I think little, little boat boutique said something about, and I've always wondered like, where is my line with my, with Miss Penny's social media? Um, and uh, little boat boutique said that she just puts it out there. She just puts herself out there. 
And if people don't like her views or beliefs or anything like that, they don't have to follow her. And in fact, that it's helped her because she stands solidly in her beliefs on her, her business page, which I think I'm going to start to take that in and, and use that in my, um, my, my own, uh, in Miss Finney's oh, um, social I media. I think you absolutely should. Um, I think that's really cool. I personally, I love when businesses get like super transparent and kind of like double down on who they are. Um, yeah. It, it, it makes connecting with that brand a lot better and it, it makes the experience, in my opinion, just a, a lot more fun. You know who, where this came from, you know, like more or less the personality, you know, a lot of the people that I buy pins from, I'm like, oh, I would love to like have a beer or hang out or, or like yeah. chill <laughs> for a little bit. Um, so, you know, I, I applaud, uh, and, and backing your idea of like trying to put yourself out there and doubling down on like what you think is cool and your own ideas. Cause also on the flip side, and I'm sorry for going on, you're, no. you're still new in the pin game, yeah. you know? Um, so you're still developing an audience and you're still trying to figure out what works and what doesn't work. And I think ultimately, and I think a lot of people are like this too. Yeah. We're going to release stuff that we like, but it's going to be a blend. You know, you're going to find out who your audience is and maybe you're going to like the, or maybe they're going to like the fact that um, maybe you're doing different versions of Miss Piggy and that kind of like mm -hmm. becomes your thing or, or, or whatever the case might be. Um, but Again, it, like it just blows my mind that you just shouted out like another guest. Like that's so wild. That yeah. they're like no, I, I will say that that has helped me, and I've reached out to a lot of these people. In fact, I was so happy when Cool Electric Creations said like, "Oh, I am not one." Like he said, "I'm not one to like hoard the manufacturers I use." If someone asks, and so I asked, and within an hour or two, on on like he, I had had two manufacturers in my DMs, which was great because I've used them since and um, everything's worked out really well. Um, so yeah, I, I have been so fortunate that there are those of, of you all that like came before that are willing to help new pin makers um, because it is so important. Like, like it's, I don't know, it's been so important to me to and I don't consider myself an artist whatsoever. I just kind of consider myself, I do Stop doodles. It. I, yeah, I, like I do doodles. And then I'd like to have like a, a, a more permanent piece of, of what I create. Right. And um, uh, I don't know if I would have got there without like listening to this or having this um, by my side. And I will also shout, I also just want to shout out someone who I know personally in my life um, he runs a, a popular account called Pinter Course um, and has had a few, um, yeah, uh, has had a few, um, is actually the one that did this Britney Spears, uh, Miss Piggy Swine, um, I'm a swine for you. Uh, and he, I reached out to him. He was one of the first people I reached out to saying like, oh, so what do I have to do? Um, and that was like, I think my first step oh. that I did. I'm I'm looking scrolling through the uh, the Instagram profile right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, these are fun. These are fun. Definitely check out uh, at Pintercourse. <laughs> Great name too. Yeah, it is such a good name. Okay, before we move on, I, um, it's still stuck in my head the fact that you worked at Disney. Um, I did. Yeah. 
So what can you, if, I mean, if you can remember, this was a while ago, what can you remember about the rules of like trading? Now that we have someone from the inside, I'm curious, did they like, because uh, someone recently mentioned that, um, I think they were at Disney and someone at Disney like, hey kid, you dropped a pin. They didn't drop the pin. It was just them giving a pin. Is that like a, a prompt? Do they like encourage you to like get kids to like buy pins or interested in pins? No, not necessarily. So when I was there, I was there from 2000 to 2004. So it was right as the time as um, California Adventure was opening. And um, I they had really just kind of started this program and the people that clung to it were um, the APs, the annual pass holders. And um, they would just for particular, like at almost all the rides, if you had like a greeter position, either at the front of the line or at the back of the line or at the exit or something like that, they'd give them a random lanyard. You'd be like the, the 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 site would have it and that you would wear while you're at that position. If someone bumped you out of that position, you'd give it to that person. Um, and those were positions where you could interact with folks. Now, were there a lot of rules? The rules were that as long as it was an official Disney pin, we had to trade at the time. Um, however, I know that there was, and I can't tell you now what, what the, the particular rules were, but um, like had I accidentally or maybe on purpose given away a pin i doubt anyone would have said anything um we are i think their their idea is that um you know usually the ones that are on the the lanyards that they give out are really uh, like some of their overstock pins and stuff they're not the greatest ones um so uh they never encouraged me to give them away they always said trade but mm. if i would have done it um and I would have said to my manager, oh, I was making a magical moment because I saw that kid had was crying <laughs> or something like that. Then I'm sure everyone would have just it would, would have just like blown over. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, OK, so basically just like trying to uh, to, uh, to to feed into their fandom, feed into them, like yeah. really liking Disney and 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 trying to do that. OK. It's yeah. pretty interesting. I was always curious. I can't remember like my interactions when I was a kid at Disney, but I definitely remember like swapping stuff and like, oh, that's a cool like goofy pin. Mm -hmm. And they're like, here you go. And I'm like, what? This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's part of the cool thing is that they will like people, cast members will always say yes when you yeah. trade with them. That's pretty cool. Okay, cool. So now that we got that out of the way, <laughs> selfishly, I was just really curious about that. Um, talk to me about your your first pin. Was it that Miss Piggy pin? It was. I did two of them at one time. Um, oh, I know baller. the two things. So I know. I and I am like really privileged. I will say I'm really privileged, and I, you know, I have. I this is not my my sole job. I have a day job and everything. Um, I was able to self-fund everything, but I was watching some, originally I was watching some um, YouTube videos about what people do, like the step-by-step -step process. And I had seen a couple people say, talk about, oh, there's this, um, it wasn't one of the bigger ones. It was, it was um, one, it's a smaller one in, um, it's a smarter, a smaller third party 
in uh, in Colorado that I had found through different YouTube videos. It wasn't like wizard pins or alchemy, um, but uh, I just reached out to them because I thought, oh, this is smaller and they may be able to guide me through this a little bit more. And I sent them both the Miss Piggy the Vampire Slayer and um, this Cruel Intentions one with um, Sarah Michelle Gellar and Summer Blair kissing. And um, uh, at first I was like kind of testing the water because as you do, I sent them like a pretty queer pin of like women with their tongues in each other's mouth. And um, they were totally cool. And they said, okay, well, this is what we can do. Here are like the breakdown. And I, cause I had already researched, I want them soft. I want these, you know, I want around these colors and they had kind of found the colors for me and everything gave me a mock-up and um, I really liked that, but it was a little more expensive than I wanted it to be. Um, but I was, I'm actually glad I took that first step because it kind of gave me an idea of where, um, how these would turn out. Um, uh, so if you have the money, like, and you get someone that's, that's really great to work with at a third company or a third party, um, yeah. And if they're, if they're, they can help guide you through that's, that really worked for me. Um, but once I found, uh, there was like a learning curve then once I started communicating with manufacturers in China, because there's a much different communication pattern that I needed to, 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 to create for myself. Um, and you know, I, I, I think I had a hard time, um, like making sure that I was being, um, just as I, I can just imagine when we're working with like manufacturers in China, sometimes I want to, I, I feel like they are doing a lot more work to adjust to our culture, um, of, <laughs> of, of, of manufacturing things. So I wanted to be really cautious about that as I was working with these folks in China who are doing the service for me for way cheaper than I could do it here. Um, and I still have like some reservations about like, what am I actually paying for? I don't know what's going on in these factories. <laughs> um, so there's always that like trepidation I have in, um, I don't even know where the question started, but this is where it's ending. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's like every question on this podcast. Yeah. It's either mm -hmm. the guest is on a tangent or I'm on a yeah. tangent and I'm like, okay, what was the original question? Half the time behind the scenes exclusive, half the time. I forget what question I asked, and I'm just rolling yeah. with it. So um, that's pretty interesting. Uh, one comment on on going through like a middleman, a third party service, or whatever. Um, I think that's a really great first step. Yes, it's more expensive, but if you don't have the time or you don't know where to start with, it's a great starting point because it's like an entry level. Like, yeah, you're gonna be paying a little bit more because mm -hmm. someone who knows how to make pins is helping you th walk through these steps and we're proving all the colors and the size and stuff like that. And the communication is also a big thing too. The fact that they're yeah. probably like from North America is a huge yeah. thing. And, and uh, so like you said, when you're trying to, to, to talk to someone overseas, um, there is a bit of a learning curve, but hopefully, you know, it sounds like you've learned more or less the lingo and 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 kind of uh, yeah. what to say and how to say it and uh 
And yeah, and now they're attacking our DMs. Before it was like the cold emails. Now they're sliding into the DMs. <laughs> as soon as I started, as soon as I started, um, Miss Penny, the first followers I had were were manufacturers. Um, and now there's just a list of them saying, hey, try us out, try us out. And I also am cautious about like, are some of these scams? And I actually haven't heard any um any of any particular scams that have gone on in the pin community but i'm sh maybe there's not maybe i don't know maybe these are folks that are making honest livings joel we're gonna, gonna assign you trust to that, that case we're gonna, we're gonna have you do a deep dive <laughs> on, on are there fraud. scams happening pin yeah. scams. <laughs> that's pretty funny no i think just to comment on that because i know that was a joke but uh, for me personally i do all of my transactions via paypal um, yeah. So there's that too. PayPal like service fee that you have to like pay. You know, um, the manufacturer will put the PayPal fee in there because you're usually yeah. paying for goods and services. However, for me, and I'm sure for you, it gives you like a peace of mind knowing that if something does happen, I can always file a claim through PayPal. Pin, yeah. And um, and yeah, be able to handle like any any funny business. But luckily, I've not had any funny business. I've had funny yeah. looking pins within the batches yeah. <laughs> but uh but you know maybe you can speak to this on your experience uh for me i've been able to just communicate take lots of pictures i'll take a picture of a good pin and a bad pin and uh my previous a couple of jobs ago i worked at a um a piano factory and we did a lot of custom parts oh, wow. and we were talking with um with manufacturers in china and, but we would get so meticulous with with a lot of the designs that we would actually open up Photoshop and draw circles and point arrows and like do all that stuff. So there's no question. That's what I do. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so I I mean not Photoshop, but I will like take a screenshot on my phone and just use my stylus or whatever to circle like here's what's going on with this one or with this one or um, because you know they'll always send pictures. Um, they are very low quality pictures, but pictures nonetheless. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I, I'm just going to assume that something happens in the traveling of that picture <laughs> from across the world. I know that doesn't make sense, but that's what I assume happened. <laughs> I like that. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Uh, well, no, but that's that's really smart, and that's that's the best way to 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 communicate a lot of these like smaller, hard to see details and things like that. Um, so, so you get your first two pins, um, made from, from the third party service. Um, how did you feel after getting them? Did you do like a quality control? You, you inspect them? Like, you know, walk me through like the next steps from getting the pins in hand to actually trying to find an audience and sell them. Yeah. So I had already started, I had known they were coming in, um, and then I started the the Instagram to start to promote it. Um, and then I did a couple of those Facebook groups, the enamel pin ones um, um, that allow you to promote your stuff. Uh, and I, I think I was pretty well prepared. I had gotten some backing cards, which I, I designed some backing cards and I had had those made pretty relatively quickly. Um, the hard part was, um, was finding the the right plastic that went around, went around it. And now I'm even looking at like, can I do paper instead? Is there tissue paper I can wrap it in instead? Cause I kind of want to do away with plastic, even the bubble wraps. And I think you sent me something and I even got something from um, 
uh, from Cosmic uh, Cosmic Medium recently that came in this little box, these little boxes, um, which I think I want to move toward because it's just so much more green. Um, but yeah, I I think I had just done an, enough work that I was really excited to say, okay, let me do the quality control, and I found that. Um, very few of these coming from, because uh, it went from their manufacturer to the third party, then to me, I think they did a quality control because most of them were pretty top, were, were pretty good. Um, it wasn't until I started getting direct from the manufacturer that I've noticed like, oh, here's what people mean by B, B pins or C pins or whatever, um, uh, which is fine with me. I, you know, like I understand you know, that there was a, like, if I order a hundred of something that probably 85 to 90 are going to make it through to the 80, <laughs> to the A grade. Um, I, I just take that as, as what it is, but I'm sure that's probably what happened unless they have a wonderful manufacturer for, through that third party. And I was, the thing that really excited me was doing that initial it is it is since i'm not as fond of it but that initial like let me lay out my styrofoam put my cards down and press the pins into the uh, like these 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 mundane tasks and then putting the plastic over them and then having like and and i think that was when i got really excited when i saw the actual product this is the thing that someone is going to buy it's wrapped in plastic it looks professional um and um, then when I opened up, I had already made a date. We're counting down. We're going to open up. Um, I, and I wanted to have four pins available. Um, I had gotten two more from my manufacturers. And um, it was like, I don't know, that was the funnest part. That first, those first couple of weeks. Of course, I had my friends flood in to buy things and whatnot. Um, but the idea of like packaging orders that I, I always see this happen on TikTok or on, on, on Instagram. That was fun to me, like doing this, like writing a little note, folding up the note, putting it in there with your, with the order and then sending it out. Pack um, an order with and then, me. Yeah, pack an order with me, exactly. Um, I haven't done one of those reels yet, but I'm sure it'll come eventually. Um, but that was really fun to me at first I have since not I, I now I don't really like doing the like to having to take off the the backings because it just hurts my fingers so much um but I've heard that manufacturers can do that for you um I haven't tried that yet yeah neither uh, I did it once and I did not cross the t's and I did not dot the i's the backing card came out a lot smaller than than typically how I do they were sized correctly no, let me rephrase. They were sized to make the pin look a lot bigger. Uh, no, how do I want to say this? The backing cards themselves were small. The pin was your, you, you know, for, for me, it was like one and a half inch um, size. But because the backing card was smaller, when you put it next to like another one of my pins of the same size, but a bigger backing card, it just made the pin seem way smaller. So then I just like started taking them off the backing card and then putting them on like regular ones and i'm just like i look at this waste that i'm creating because they had bagged them up yeah. too 
But so consider that a, a lesson learned for me and for anyone listening. Cross your T's and yeah. dot your eyes and make sure that you know it's clear that we're talking like inches and centimeters or millimeters or, or whatever mm-hmm. the case might be. But um, that's pretty cool. So did you have your Etsy shop like set up and, and, and ready to go with these pins? Yeah, everything like um, actually the last one I got. So I, I did the Piggy the Vampire Slayer. I did the Cruel Intentions Girls Kissing. Um, I did one mashup of Princess Peach and Ariana Grande. And um, I'm at that one right now, that's fun. And I did um, uh, a particular episode of the Golden Girls, um, where Blanche is singing on a um, on a piano, but it's just her in her dress um, with the microphone, um, and she makes a fool of herself. And I said, okay, these are the, you know these are the ones. And I even did like a little launch date, like October eighth. We're gonna start. And um, it was just like kind of like a good time. It was a good, um, I was really happy with my timing on that because it came just enough before Christmas that people that wanted to get gifts um, had the time and I could figure out things before, you know, I, I could figure out things with, what really scared me was all this madness. I feel like this comes up every holiday season of like the scaring of, like what's gonna happen with the mail? Like this year it was all about, mail's gonna be really slow. No one's gonna get their things in time when that turned out to be like, everyone got their stuff pretty early. Um, but yeah, I, I had particularly planned it to open up in the latter part of the year because of that. Um, and interestingly enough, you know, the, the Piggy the Vampire Slayer is the one that is that was the most popular, which I knew that one was gonna be, um, but since, Betty White's death on the on on R.I.P. Betty. Um, even though it's not a, a pin of Benny, Betty White, since the new year, almost all of my orders have contained that Golden Girls pin, um, which I guess people are collecting their Golden Girls stuff now after you know to honor Betty White. Um, but that's I've just noticed that shift that everyone is now looking for Golden Girls. Even in fact today. It's her birthday. We're recording this on her birthday. And um, I've gotten three orders for just that pin. Insane. What you should do <laughs> yeah. is keep tabs of like these pins or even Betty White pins on the aftermarket. Mm-hmm. I like the part of me, the, the collector part of me is like at some point, like pins, I think are going to go up in value, especially when they're associated with certain people. And in this case, living legend, uh, yeah. RIP, like you said, like, not to say that we're trying to like monetize over it, but like yeah. it's, it's pretty interesting to see like that, you know, Betty White pins are probably going to go up in value and anything associated to Betty White um, will probably yeah. be like pretty hot right now. So maybe not the best trend, but yeah, I told my friend about it and then, and then she was like, so you're literally profiting off this poor <laughs> woman's death. And I was like, no, I'm not. No, she was kidding. Of course. Yeah. I didn't mean to, it was created before, but um yeah, I, I just and I've also noticed Etsy pushing. I don't know if they do it consciously. I'm sure they do. Etsy pushing a lot more Betty White product, or maybe just because I have a really gay Etsy that they're pushing that on me. It it, it could be like the uh, the, yeah. the unicorn <laughs> the algorithm. Yeah, yeah. F- for whatever reason, you just happen to slip through into the promised land, and here you are. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also like Etsy, from what I've seen, and I didn't really. I was I've been on Etsy for years. 
But I didn't really start putting a focus on Etsy until I started uh, like the podcast and started talking to people and, and just seeing like success and just more like search volume and things like that on Etsy. So I'm sure like now, 2022, like it's just like one of the almost go-to places to just search for, for products like along with Amazon. You know, I don't have the numbers to back yeah. it up, but it seems like if you're looking for something unique, Etsy is just like, we're going to go there first. Actually, the, I was not even a big supporter of Etsy up until a couple of years ago when all of the young people I work with, all the teenagers I work with, I would say like, oh, I really want like really specific things, like something with Buffy the Vampire Slayer or something with Muppets. And I say, I would say like, I can't find them on Amazon. And I've tried to reduce my Amazon consumption since uh, anyway. But um, uh, the kids would all tell me like, yeah, I, you should go on Etsy. People make this stuff. You can find your community. It's all like, there are people finding communities on there um, because uh, we're finding different passions uh, of things that we like uh, there and you can get really specific items. Um, and I know that a lot of my kids, when they want to go shopping, a lot of the, the kids that I work with, they are just scrolling on Etsy all day, just saying, looking at like, um, it's part, it's part of their social media routine. That is wild. Yeah. Cause Etsy has really cute stuff. A lot of like, and I guess that's just kind of like where I, I, you know, maybe part of what, what drew me to pins in general is that, um, you know, one of the things about like queer working with queer kids is that I noticed that, and not just queer kids, queer adults as well, um, that there is a big emphasis on symbols that help to represent themselves and their identities. Um, it's been, uh, and I know we noticed that when we started the buttons and everyone wanted to make a button of the flag, uh, the flag that represents them, whether it be pansexual or trans flag or the gay pride flag or the lesbian flag, um, there is particularly a lot of emphasis for queer individuals on um, these symbols. And they, there's a lot of meaning behind them too. And I think this is, you know, to once again, tangent, I think this is, this happens a lot in, in marginalized communities where we're talking about this idea of, um, especially like I can speak to the queer queer community a little bit. Um, there has been a need to evolve within the community, nonverbal signaling and communication because you can't always be safe in a place and um, communicating uh, about your identity in certain ways. So even if we look at queer history, there are tons of things that just are symbols for queer queer community members that um, that really have have a lot of meaning to them. We see in the early '70s when the the rainbow flag was made, how how important that was, or even like the um, you know more commonly or or pretty commonly when people know of LGBT, any sort of LGBT history in the Holocaust, they know of how gay men had a pink triangle um, that they had to wear at all times. 
Um, and so the reclaiming of that those kinds of symbols too have been really important as as history has has moved on. And I think that's why if you search at Etsy, you will see that the the pin community is is lousy with queers. And I say that in the best possible way. There's just so many queer um, queer pin makers, people that are supporting queer um, uh, queer rights, um, different ways to show your activism in queer communities and all the intersections with it too. It, it you, you, oh man, you nailed it. Um, the intersections part is just so cool. Um, seeing like a, uh, like, I just did a quick Etsy search for queer pins and bam, if you're into science, there's like test tubes that's got like um, the rainbow yeah. flag on it. Um, oh, maybe we need to make like a queer Ninja Turtle pin at this point. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, how would that go? How, how would that work? Um, well, I will say that um, uh, uh First of all, if there's any iconic character in uh, that is that is um, adored by queer people, it's probably April O'Neil, just because she's fabulous. She's an independent. She gets her she gets her shit done. Um, uh, so even like having April O'Neil with a, a rainbow flag of some sort, um, or or uh, reporting at the Pride Parade, something like that would be Yo! phenomenal. <laughs> I love that idea. A rainbow like microphone, like a, mm -hmm. or, or a camera, a camcorder, yeah. or even just like a rainbow yeah. jumpsuit. If there was a gay turtle, though, it would be probably Donatello. <laughs> Why do you say I that? I would just. I I'm just saying that that the. I don't know. He's a little more introverted. He's a little <laughs> quieter than the rest. He's very smart, and I'm not like he. He would probably go under the like the gay geeks of 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 sort. Um, but I would say that he's probably the gayest. Or if maybe Raph. Raph might be like, and I, I can see how. Um, um, Nobody understands me. No one understands him. He's the outcast. Yeah. Oh um, wow, that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, yeah, we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to DM about this after the podcast because yes, that sounds like sure. that sounds like a lot of fun fun project to make. Um, but also, like, I I would love to to contribute to this community. I don't know how many like you know it's already like pretty niche when we're talking like Ninja Turtle pins, like Ninja Turtle fans. Yeah. Okay, cool. How many of there those fans collect Ninja pins? Turtle... Yeah, yeah, and, and that's what I like about seeing. Um, you know, I, I, Muppets can be pretty niche and I've, I've, I've found other people that really like Muppet stuff. So I'm going to continue. Um, I actually have this week coming out a, uh, some of the, I call Casey Porker, which is Casey Becker from Scream, but it's Miss Piggy on the phone. It's the Drew Barrymore part. Huh. Um, so, uh, she'll be coming out this week, uh, as I know Scream is really big this week. Mm -hmm. Um, but like to the, to the idea that, um, there will be supporters of that intersection. Like you were saying, like, oh, it's pretty niche around, like I, I, as a queer person, everyone I know loved the Ninja Turtles growing up. I, I was, I was raised throughout the eighties. Um, it was 
a big part of my toys. Um, I, I think I was more into the toys and the video game, the at home, the NES game, um, which I heard it's coming out for the Switch. A revamped version is coming out this year. Have you heard this? I, I, there's there's a bunch of talks and, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, like Shredder's Revenge yeah. or something like that. Yeah, like, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for that. Um, but I would say that there are probably more queer turtle fans than you know, especially when it comes to the weirdness that is the campiness that is the movies, the original movies, um, not the Michael Bay ones, but the campiness of, and I even think like Jim Henson worked on those um, or his company worked on, on some of those, that puppetry. Mm -hmm. And um, just because it is so campy and you have this, I, it lends itself to queer to queerdom, which is like part of why pop culture pins are innately queer a lot of the time because we find what's really interesting about being queer growing up in in when you're when you grow up queer for a lot of folks um, you really don't have a lot of representation you don't see a lot of I remember like growing up queer. I didn't know of one queer person that was on a TV show in the 80s. I couldn't think of one. Um, uh, and so what we would do is actually, I would kind of assign my own queerness to characters that really resonated with me um, as I grew up. And then when I did grow up and I shared this with people, there is this, this magical thing that happens when you find other queer people that are like, I had that same experience with that piece of media. I, it really resonated with me. I didn't know why. It is just like intrinsically queer, which is where we get like this camp culture from, which is where we get, um, you know, like this, these, these things that aren't always queer, but they definitely are that maybe weren't even intended to have queer undertones, but they definitely um, did resonate with people. And um, we see that a lot in a lot of the stuff that people are, are in, that queer pin makers are making. Um, it's, this, it's this connection to this piece of media that we both saw and, or that, that me and the pin maker or you and who, the pin maker and whoever saw, and the customer saw as being a representation of their identity. Um, and so, I think that's just re what's really cool. And in terms of like what I do with Miss Piggy, I know that there's a lot of queer people that really have like glommed on to Miss Piggy. One, she's voiced by Frank Oz. So there's a little bit of like dragness to her already. And um, she's just fabulous, independent. You know, she's she's uh, someone that that really just kind of holds her own, this, this idea of um, strong, strong females, but also the camp that's involved with that. Um, so I think I've gotten, I've been able to, that's why that one, my one pin with Piggy the Vampire Slayer has been successful because Piggy or Buffy lands in that same kind of category. Mm -hmm. It's also campy also. And they do this without, you know, um, with still remaining you know, this, this ultra feminine persona that they have and they can still hold power with it. So one question I did have when, when, um, how do you, 
so given your um your interests and stuff like that in terms of like the Muppets and Buffy and stuff like that, do you kind of lean into your interests to decide what pins to make? Do you kind of see what queer pins are available on Etsy or not available on Etsy and you try and fill that gap? Just talk to me about mm-hmm. how you figure out ideas and how you bring them to life. Yeah, I exactly. I um I look on Etsy and then I do a couple Google searches um, uh, because not all pin makers are on Etsy um, uh, just to try to find. And I, I'll, search, I'll search with a lot of different keywords because I want to make sure that there's room for all of our pins, right? Um, and that just be, you know, that there is, I'm not stepping on anyone's toes because that's the last thing I want, uh, coming here, um, coming into this community that's been so welcoming to me. So I, I, it probably first starts with what is something I've wanted that I've searched for that I've never been able to find. And, um, that was one of them was the cruel intentions pin. And then I knew that there was a few folks that were doing, um, uh there if you follow like a lot of campy pin makers there are like a lot of miss piggy mashups and i wanted to add to that and like i have a uh a rupaul a hedwig and the angry inch a divine one uh, like a, an elvira one a miss uh, or a britney spears and i wanted to add you know buffy uh the vampire slayer to it so that was how I noticed that there was, and I even reached out to some of the pin makers that were doing it. And I asked them first, I was like, do you have any plans of making a Buffy one? Cause if you do, then I'm all in, I'll buy it right now. Um, I'll fund it if you want me to. And then they all said, no, we're, I'm not gonna be doing that, but I'd love that. Um, particularly who has a series called Pigs and Wigs, Devin's Dudes. Um, uh, Devin's Dudes makes some of these and they're really phenomenal. Um, and I think he's an LA-based uh, pin artist as well. Um, so yeah, I usually just reach out to make sure that these things are, and it usually does come from me, but what I wanna kind of get into is how can I make pins where I can donate um, part of the proceeds to something that I'm really, really uh, passionate about now. Um, and uh, there's, I met at Pins, at, um, Pins and Patches, Patches and Pins in Santa Ana out here. I met this lovely pin maker named Mestiza Makes. Um, oh, I met her recently in September. Amazing. She came to New York. Such yeah. a, a, just such Lo- a lovely, lovely person. person. Yeah, lovely person. And, and they made, um, in fact, my niece, uh, I'm sorry, not my niece, my, my sister. So I'll just tell you all this. My um, sister's kid is non-binary, does not go by niece. Um, I'm moving, you know, my, my language. Um, and they use they, them, just as Mestiza makes does, uses they, them. So was my, my sister's kid, and there is a gender neutral term for niece and nephew, it's nibbling. I don't really like using it. It sounds a little racist to me. Uh, (laughs) So I just say my sister's kid um, went with me to Patches and Pins and they were instantly attracted to some of the stuff that Mestiza makes. 
was creating. And one of them said, uh, and I bought it immediately, it said de decriminalize sex work. And um, uh, that has been like a big passion of mine to, to really help, um, you know, those individuals who are, um, you know, criminalized for engaging in sex work, especially when we consider the systems that often get them there, but also like just the idea that it's criminalized in general, that people can't make the decision to do with their bodies what they will. Um, and so that was, and this was in, I think this was on Black Friday, we went to, to that fair and I was just so happy to see that. So I think what I'm gonna move toward is like making pins that do have these messages. Like pop culture is, is great and it's a way to connect, but I think that every once in a while I need to pop out a pin that has a particular message that if people buy it, they, it will go toward, like locally we have uh, Swoop LA, which is um, uh, 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 an organization which um, uh, uh, helps change policy and helps um, with mutual aid for, for uh, sex workers in LA County. Um, and particularly when I think about why I'm, I'm interested in that is because so many of our trans youth that I, I work with have been forced into, or like we have here in LA, and I'm not one to speak on human trafficking or even sex work in general, but I just wanna say that um, there is a high rate of um, queer youth becoming in, engaged in sex work um, due to discrimination, due to trafficking, due to a myriad reasons of, of risk factors. And once they become involved in that, they become criminalized, they have a record, and then it's really hard for them to get out of that 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 life if they want to if they want to because mm -hmm. um, I also think that it's absolutely okay to want to do this work as well and I hope that we can have everyone engage in it safely. Um, so I don't know where like my my so this rant is I guess it's just going toward like <laughs> I want to do something good with my pins and it's wonderful you know i haven't made any like i'll just be clear if you're looking to um make profit i am not the one to to ask i this is a very much a hobby for me um if i make profit eventually that is great but um if i can use my pins to put out good messages and then um get uh particular donations for something that i'm passionate about that is just as much a win for me as like making profit on this stuff. I love that. And and like that's the cool thing about pins is that it allows yeah. you to do that without getting in people's faces or anything like that. It, it, it's one of the – I just – I love it. If you know, you know, just like a simple yeah. head nod or, or even small talk when you're, I don't know, waiting for, for coffee or something like that. Like mm -hmm. that's, such, that's such a cool thing. And then the people who are wearing it 
also like really feel like they're part of a community, like they're part of something. And and even if you're not part of that, you can still buy these pins and then directly support a lot of these communities should you donate some of the proceeds and things like that. And I found a lot of people will do that. They don't really care so much about the pin, but they love the fact that all the proceeds or whatever are going to X charity or X organization. So that's a great, that's a great like mindset. It's a great mentality to have. Um, we're going to have to talk uh, like on the DMS and we're going to have to try and figure this out. Maybe we can do something with this, uh, April O'Neil yeah. <laughs> idea. That sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I know that that's not, you know, I, I think that's also just going back to that symbology of like, you know, we're living in a world where it can be scary because people are very tied to their belief systems right now. And, and sometimes in different circumstances, as someone who is, you know, pretty privileged, uh, you know, I have a lot of gender privilege, um, as a, you know, as a cis man, um, I, I think some of, sometimes one of the best things I can do as an ally, even if I don't do anything, like I, I will do absolutely active things too, but it can be just as helpful for me for, for me to, I don't want to say it can be just as helpful. I I can say that I know that when I see things in public places that I go that represent me, that have like a rainbow flag up or, or something like that, I feel safer. I often carry around or wear some sort of transgender flag. Um, Just, just, I was in Ross the other day um, looking for cheap clothes and um, uh, I had um, a pin on which had, um, I actually found this, 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 um, I don't know if I can find, oh, it's over here, but it has Kermit with a heart of the transgender flag. And I was wearing that and someone came up to me and said, I'm so glad you have that. Thank you. They said, I'm, I really like that pin. And then they walked away, they rushed away really quick because I was just going to give it to them. Um, and uh, it must have took a lot for that person, it sounds like, to yeah, like approach yeah. you and say that. Um, and it's something like that that I know that, like, oh, I'm, I hope my goal is not only do I like this pin, but I hope that someone else sees it. And for even the moment that I'm in that space, knows that if something goes down or something happens, um, they have someone to turn to or someone's going to back them up. They're not going to be, um, and the likelihood of that happening might be really small, but it's still there and it doesn't, it can make a difference. Amen. I mean, you're, you're defining like a community and, yeah. and, and, and I think that's just so cool. I, I think that's awesome. Thank you. Um, Back to pins. Can you believe it's already been an hour? I can't believe it. Oh, my goodness. This is probably like the fastest moving podcast that I've ever recorded. <laughs> Just like that, here we are within an hour. Um, so the couple questions that I do want to ask. Um, cool. In terms of uh, your pin journey, uh, what do you think have been some valuable lessons you learned? Maybe they're mistakes. Maybe they're wins. Um have you noticed anything? Have you seen anything? Um, yeah, I, in my pin journey, it's, um, don't be afraid. The wins are the community. There are people that will support you a hundred percent. Um, don't be afraid to, 
this everyone wants to sell everyone wants of course they want to they want to sell their their stuff a lot but they're you know returning back to it this this is not a community i probably would have started with if i didn't get that that feeling of like oh people are going to accept me in this community mm-hmm. um so don't be afraid to reach out it's okay you're you're you know i i love actually when people give comments on my stories or whatnot um that's a really wonderful way to just interact with folks um and the wins that i've had are when someone messages me and says oh my goodness i never thought about this 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 mean girls uh, muppets mashup um uh but i love it so much i'm gonna order four of them or something like that something that that they're going to share now with their their group of people too that they can bond over um that makes me really happy and to think that like there are people on the east coast in new york and pennsylvania i get a lot of a lot of orders from pennsylvania um <laughs> that, that I, I i i feel like they're all friends every time um i don't know if they are but i just kind of feel like they're all like gathered around with my pants <laughs> on that's like just a, a dream i have but that there are people around the country, there's people in France, there's people in England that, that are wearing or have on their board a pin that started on my Procreate on my iPad. That is just wild to me. That is so, so, I mean, that's so cool. I, I can relate. Yeah. I understand that. <laughs> but the fact that maybe you've identified like a pretty queer part of <laughs> Pennsylvania. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. A lot of them come from Scranton. So, uh, I, I, so I, if there's a really, if I ever go to Scranton, I'm looking you all up. Yeah. You need to bring some pins yeah. or something like that. Maybe there's yeah. like a, a comic book shop or something that they're all going to. I don't know, mm-hmm. but that's pretty funny. Um, so I know it's still pretty early on in your pin journey, but yeah. I got to ask, have you, have you, uh, had a worst selling pin yet? Yeah, actually, the 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 one that does not sell as much, um, so I give it, which is fine because I'll give it away for free, and people love it when it's free. They just don't want to buy it. Uh, is the uh, um, the Princess Peach Ariana Grande, and I thought this was going so, and it's weird because I thought like, oh, this is like kind of natural, you know? People love, you know, I, 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 gays love to play as Princess Peach on Mario Kart. And what else do we love? We love Ariana Grande. And this is a painting with a broad brush, of course. Um, uh, and I thought like, this is going to, this one's going to sell. That one has um, sold, you know, just a few. The people that have wanted it were really happy about it. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know why that one just hasn't sold, but I have just thrown it in with a lot of different orders. And then people are like, oh, look at this. And I've seen it, let them put it on their backpack and stuff like that. Um, but that's fine. I mean, I, I think everyone um, has to have a pin that they're okay with just like throwing into orders sometimes. And it's totally at random. Um, yeah, too, but so. a lot of the times <laughs> that free pin is always like the worst selling pin, like... For me, I like I just like here, just take it. Just it's yeah. free. This is cool, but I just want to get it out of my face. I'm tired yep, of exactly. looking at it. I have yeah. pins from when I first started in like 2016 that I still have not like completely sold out of, and I'm just like, just take it. I've had this for forever. Like, but but it's cool that you're you're still doing something with it. 
And I'm sure yeah. you've learned a thing or two from having, like, I think everyone's got to learn about uh, how to deal with, you know, products not selling and stuff like that. So it's cool that you're, you're what's the phrase, making lemonade out of lemons mm-hmm. in this case? Yeah. I will say, you know, there might be an upcoming um, market for it eventually because I run one of the programs I want to run is for nine to 12 year olds who most of whom are transgender, um, but they are, they're all queer young people. They're like middle school age. And I brought them there and we have about 20 kids there. And um, as soon as like I showed it to a lot of our kids, they're like, oh my God, I love Princess Peach. Oh my God, I love Ariana Grande. I did not know she was that popular amongst kids, Um, but I get it. Her songs are catchy. And uh, I gave them all a pin and they were so excited about it. It, And it's such a heartwarming (laughs) feeling. You're not doing it to like, to, to, I I, I mean, you're doing it. It feels good and to see the reaction and stuff like that. It's not like a selfish, a selfish thing. Like here, wear my pin, take pictures and post it on social media. You're giving them something to like identify with and have some fun. And, and that's so cool. Well, I'll even say it really started because, and I'll, you know, I want to keep this brief. I want to, uh, but one of our, and I, I don't want to give away too much, but we had one of our, one of the young people I've worked with identify, like understood that they had a gender identity that wasn't aligned with their sex assigned at birth, very young. And um, when they were little, they asked and that, you know, this is when they were in kindergarten, um, every they went into kindergarten and everyone knew them as a young boy and Halloween came around and they were just starting this gender journey and they were saying I want to be Princess Peach for Halloween and I want to let everyone know I'm a girl and um, wow, at that young yeah so between three and five years old is when gender identity is usually um, developed for young people um, and for this young person, actually, and I, I am going to back up. They didn't want to be Princess Peach. They wanted to be Daisy, in fact. But um, there was no Daisy costumes anywhere. And, of course, you know, the parents were really scared. Like, are we going to have our child transition like this? Is this the right way to do this? And um, what we found was that, you know, we did find a Princess Peach dress and... And she wanted to go through with it. And we kind of just kind of took her lead. And, um, you know, one of the things that really drew me to this Princess Peach is because she, when she put on that, that Princess Peach dress, it was like night and day. She felt affirmed. Some of the behavior issues that were going on when we started to, when the family and everyone started to affirm her and trust her that she knew herself better than we will ever know her and that we are going to be on this journey with her. Um, and she was able to go to school in a princess peach dress. That is really something that was, um, inspiring for me to even use princess peach as a, like, I think actually, even though I love using princess peach in the game, the fact that there's, I have this association with this young person who found who, who, Part of their journey was to put on a Princess Peach dress and find themselves. What was really special to me too. So, 
um, that young person is still with our programs today and was so, they were actually the first person that I gave, I gave it to them before anyone else. And they were showing it off to all the other kids saying like, look what I got. And then of course I was like, well, then now everyone can have one. <laughs> um, but it was really cute that they have this really special memory of this is how I came out to people. Um, and um, we did everything we could to, you know, protect her in those moments and things like that. But, um, you know, I just wanted to share just a little reason why I actually made that and why that is kind of, and she loves Ariana Grande too. So um, I think there is like a, a little bit of me that, that made that pin for her. That is so cool. I, I love the stories behind like <laughs> the, the pins, especially from the makers. Um, so to have something like that, like that's, that's such a like an inspiring story. Like just, you know, for for someone that young, to like have these like firm beliefs. No, this is this is who I am. This is what I want to do. And to have people to 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 support her, you know. Yeah. And not a lot of people are, are fortunate enough to have that support system that early on. Um, so for you to kind of. Um, encapsulate like just that whole story all those feelings and everything like that into that one pin just makes it just makes it even cooler yeah i so that yeah that's why i didn't mind ever making that pin, even if it didn't sell um so yeah i really love i i i don't i don't know what else to say about it except for the fact that like it's so important for us to let our kids and I'm not saying don't have rules for your kids at all either, but to trust our kids when, when they are presenting something that is insistent, persistent, and consistent, when we deny that of them, you are actually increasing the odds that they will engage in risk, risky behaviors. When we support them and work with them on this journey, it can be such a difference. It can make such a difference for everyone. And I'm going to get off my soapbox now. Um, but <laughs> I, but absolutely, like if someone is listening to this and needing um, needing something to needing some resources around this at all, um, please DM me. Um, even uh, at my Miss Penny Pins um, uh, Instagram, I'm happy to give you resources. I can even give you national resources or whatnot. Uh, God bless you, Joel. You're 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 oh, really making you. a difference. Like like that that that's huge, um, and I think that's really important. I have certain people in my life. Uh, I'm gonna refrain from from you know mentioning them, but who are going through like these difficult difficult things. These these identity. I don't want to say identity crisis, but really trying to figure out like who they are and 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 yeah. what they identify as. Um, and and it's been and it's been a, a struggle. Not everyone has like a great story um, like that, or have like supportive people and, and things like that. And I think it gets a little bit, like you said, a little bit uh, tougher as you get older. Um, mm -hmm. So so yeah, uh, you, you're doing great work. It's very commendable. And I <laughs> Thank hope you. and I hope uh, some of our listeners and viewers feel the same way. So much so that uh, you know, let's let's. Let's buy some of these pins. Let's, <laughs> let's help Joel yeah. sell these out. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, so I want to say that you've pretty much talked about 
or touched upon a lot of the questions that I wanted to ask. I mean, what are you most proud of with your pins? You've told me that already. I want to ask what what sets you apart from all the other pin makers. But just just hearing you talk, just hearing the passion behind your your whys, is is the answer right there, and it's been evident with, with throughout this entire conversation. Um, so I I really don't know if I have any other like. Like questions. Um, do you have any questions? <laughs> no, no. I, I, but you know what? You haven't. I, I've noticed that you've never answered, like who your favorite turtle is on your. Because I think you've <laughs> you've asked a lot of people, but I don't think you've ever answered the same question. So I guess that's my question. I mean, I'll tell you, I was very much a, um, a Leon. Or I'm sorry, not, uh, a Michelangelo fan growing up. Um, just, he was the party dude, you know, he like, he was the, he was the kooky whimsical one. Yeah. Um, but I think I identify more with, with Raphael growing, I, maybe I'm just become grumpier like Raphael. <laughs> yeah. You know, if I had to give one answer, I would say it's Michelangelo 100%. I love just having a good time and, you know, trying to trying to bring joy, trying to make other people laugh and, and all that kind of stuff. But I think as I got older, I can see all four of them within yeah. like my personality. Like right now, I feel like I'm very much in a Donatello phase because I just picked up uh-huh. a 3D printer and I'm trying to figure out how the heck that <laughs> I've seen. works. Yeah. It's it's insane. Um, but I'm also very much like Raph. I can have my days where I'm just moody. No one understands me. No one gets it. Like, ah, you know, I'll figure it out. And, yeah. and then, you know, you got your Leo days and then you have, you know, your Fridays, your Michelangelo days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, but that's pretty funny. Okay. So, okay. Since we're on the topic, let's just get right into the, this or that, the, the rapid fire portion of the podcast. Um, and, and I'm just going to say right off the bat, I think I know what the first answer is going to be just based on one of the first things that you said, soft enamel or hard enamel pins. Soft. Although disclaimer, I, I think getting more, Hard enamel pins has made me really want to try the hard enamel pins. So I think that might be coming soon. Ooh, yeah. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Soft enamel. Just That's really cool. Um, I, I love the texture of them and the depth mm-hmm. that they can create. Yeah. Just, um, dyed enamel pins or glow-in-the-dark enamel pins? Um, I like glow-in-the-dark. Okay. Do you uh, have you made any glow in the dark pins? No, but I have several. I have several. Are they all? I don't know if this is like super important or pressing. I'm just curious. Like, uh, do you have? Is there a way to do like the rainbow flag glow in the dark? Oh, I don't. I all I know all the glow in the dark I have is glow green. Yeah, I've seen the green. I mean, that's probably like the most common thing. But I think I've seen other colors glow in the dark in the past. But I, I think it's just like a powder. I don't know if it's necessarily like uh, a enamel paint or something like that. So I'm wondering if there's a way to like combine different colors with the glow in the dark. Uh, message for my manufacturer. I don't know. Please, please let me know. <laughs> Uh, rubber backings or butterfly metal backings? Rubber. I hate the metal ones. 
Yeah, there's a lot of fault. I, I get a lot of faulty ones, and sometimes they're just hard to like. Yeah. Pull off the pins. Or they'll pinch you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are you hashtag pin game strong or pin game proper? I've never used proper. I've only used strong. But I think either one of those I only use because of listening to your podcast. <laughs> but I always put uh, pin game strong in my post. Yeah. Okay. What's your favorite um, pin related hashtag to use? Um. Uh, Muppet pins or queer pins. Okay, okay. Um, are you a pin addict or a pin collector? I can't tell by the pins you have in the background. You're borderline. <laughs> I am I am borderline. Um, I have probably, like, the idea of justifying it because I'm supporting small business, I think uh, I've supported enough. I need to stop. Um, but uh, I... I I, I do I do like them and especially I think I get on little tangents when I'm like oh I want a little um, uh, group of like peanuts pins so I'm going to like I'm really into the pin trail uh, pins right now that they have like officially licensed peanut ones that I was like that I'm slowly but surely collecting um, so maybe addict. Um, but I like to say collector because there's a method to how I collect. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Well, so then, uh, real quick, just tell me how you have your like pin board set up or just like kind of point out a yeah. couple like groups. This is my favorite thing to do. Actually. I love doing these pin boards because they are, um, I'll even show you this, um, because it kind of makes at the end, like a fun mosaic of things I like, right? Um, I like to be able to even like find different edges that kind of go together that make it look kind of like a puzzle piece together. Um, but right now I'm working on a, uh, uh, a, a new pin board and I just started with things that are like California. So I got my little boat boutique California um, there. I got the Californians SNL from Patty LaPelle, which is like an SNL skit. Um, I put, there's a Long Beach pin is where I work in Long Beach. And um, then I put some like, I put uh, by Cosmic Medium, they had this Barbie. Um, and then by, um, they have some officially licensed Barbie stuff. I'm not even a Barbie fan. I just thought it was kind of cool. Um, by Little Shop of Pins, who I think is a, a Filipino a shop, shop maker. And then I have this like, um, Little Kim one and, you know, just things that I thought would go with like the ocean or something like that. It's, it, that's what's fun to me when I get them in the mail. I'm like, oh, where am I going to put this in relation to other things? Even though you are the first person I've ever told about this. I've this is not something, this is really just like my hobby to, to, and sometimes I'll just sit here when I'm um, like doing work and I'll just like look at my pins. So that's, that's really nice to, to be around things that 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 give me joy, very very. Uh, 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 who is the person the, that cleans up that says, "Does this give you joy?" A Marie Kondo, very very condo of me. Um, I also just like it because it doesn't take up a lot of space. I don't mm -hmm. like things that take up a ton of space either. Um, but I don't know. I've seen pin boards that can take up whole walls, so I don't want to get there. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I think I made the, the mistake of buying like a giant cork board. 
but it was $3 at a garage sale. I was like, oh, this is perfect uh-huh. for pins. But now, like, it, it's just an, a, a chaos of mess. It's just <laughs> pins here and there. You try and group them, and then you you get so far, and you got to do something, and you come back, and you have, like, another idea. So I might take yeah. a page out of Joel's book and just <laughs> get, like, square corkboard. You know, I think I've seen stuff like that at, like, Walmart or Michael's yeah. and just kind of – organize everything a little bit better because i do i am trying to uh do like a travel um a travel banner of places that i've been to and i'll stop at like a visitor center and like big sur or something like that pick up a pin and and things like that i got a basketball one too so it's just nice just i I always just geek out over that kind of stuff it's just yeah i love find when i can find them in the shop it's even more special like etsy is very special but if i find them on the road somewhere and it's like super cool or if I go into a small shop somewhere um definitely like in Long Beach they have a little like keech key uh or kitschy shops that have um different uh pins in them too that's really cool and I completely agree because like you can go to Etsy and 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 get almost anything you can get yourself California themed pins and stuff like that but it's yeah. another thing when there's like that story attached to it. it's like oh yeah I went on this like crazy here, hike and yeah. then exactly. Um, okay, where where were we? Um, what's your favorite place to rock a pin? Um, probably on my collar. Uh, I'm not really a hat person, although I have worn hats just to show off my pins. Um, but most of the time they just get here and then they stay here. But um, I will rock pins on my collar every, especially. Um, my own pins I'll, I'll rock on my collar and I have like when someone caught co- if someone compliments me on them one of the things I like to do is and I took this is a page out of your book um, just like taking it off and saying like here here you go and you should definitely follow if you uh, 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 you should definitely follow my um, pin page and um, buy some more and then um, I've gotten sales off of that yeah it's really nice just to when someone says like, oh, I love that movie or, or I love Miss Piggy or whatever, to be able to hand them something saying like, that, yeah, this is yours. Um, there's like this camaraderie there. It's just so cool. You form a new like friendship. You might get a follow out of it and you might get like mm-hmm. a cool picture. You're like, oh, hey, here's yeah. a pin. Oh, do you mind if I take a picture real quick? Yeah. Bam, content. <laughs> um, do, 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 do. What's your favorite pizza topping? Pepperoni, classic. Pepperoni, okay. I got to add that to the list. I, 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 I was talking uh, to a previous guest, um, and I, I'm loving all the answers, but I'm curious if there's like a superior pizza within my guests. So I might do like a running tally, and uh, maybe I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll order a pie that's got like, give me three slices pepperoni, a <laughs> little bit uh, – but someone, like someone recently, out, yeah, yeah. Someone mentioned banana peppers. They put banana peppers. I could see it. Yeah. Hey, I'm not. I'm not one to judge. I'm not one for. Yeah, I mean, I could see <laughs> it, but I'm not. I wouldn't. I would probably wouldn't be down for. I'm not even down for like. I love pineapples, but I'm not a big pineapple person on pizza. Yeah, um, I like my pineapples cool, not necessarily mm-hmm. hot. With cheese, I don't like pineapples with <laughs> yeah. cheese. That's not a thing to me. But uh, but we don't discriminate here in the Pin Pals podcast. Mm-hmm. If someone were to offer us that, happily down the hatchet it goes. Yeah. Um, Joel, last question: What are the yeah. little things in life for you? Yeah, I 
knew you were going to ask me this and I was like, oh, I should probably prepare something and I didn't. I don't, so little things, I, um, you know, the ability for me, I guess over the pandemic, I have found a lot of, of um, value in just being able to like watch a movie or do something with, with friends or family um, no, and nothing like that costs money, just something that, and in fact, a lot of the times when, when things cost money, you don't actually get a chance to, to bond with people. So I, I am trying to really evaluate like how my time is spent and what is of value to me, to, like like before engaging in something, I really ask myself, like, is this how I want the the time on this earth that I have to be spent? And um, when I am able to ask myself that question and pause and, you know, do some of those mindfulness practices, um, that becomes really, like, even as little as it is, can we, you know, can I go and watch you know, uh, 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 Encanto with my family this month. Um, that's the little things, <laughs> you know, that's, that, that's something that's really important for me to do because that is something that I can't, um, ever buy again. Um, I, that's not something that I can, can recreate. And I learned a lot of that. Like right now I can't even go over to my family's house. They all got COVID. Um, uh, they're fine. Everyone's vaccinated. And this is actually the second bout. Um, I, oh. I feel a little, <laughs> I've not gotten it yet. So, uh, <laughs> so, um, when I, it always makes me remember, like, I have to go visit them more because this could happen again or, or something like that. So I think that's the little things. And then even just like, the idea of not just my family, but one of the, the, not just my immediate family, but this idea of nurturing my chosen family as well. So even like with, like, which is a big theme in the queer community in general, but I have some really strong people in my life that are not necessarily blood related, but they are my family and I have taken to really like meditation to really try to observe like how can I make sure to honor them as family as well and make sure that they know that they are just as loved as as the love that I feel from them um so I know that's a little cliche a little corny but um that's really you know what it's about now and um and I, I know it took me, you know, 38 years to get, 39 years to get here, but um, here I am, and I'm sure I have a lot of work to do on that as well. We're all constantly going through work. We're all evolving. We're all searching for true happiness and, and, and all those things, but... Uh, to me, it sounds like you're a very intentful person. You're try You're you're very cautious with with your words and your actions and and how they could help people and and it just seems like you have a very good heart um thank you 
so yeah, it, it's just a very wholesome. I, I'm doing a terrible job at communicating how I feel, but I um, <laughs> I resonate with that because um, I'm 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 going through stuff like that myself. You know, as we get older, we're 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 coming to the time in our lives where our parents are getting older, and it's becoming a little bit more difficult. And it's like you've known them as like superheroes, for for yeah. lack of better words. You know, they've always been there for you. Uh, what you said before, broad stroke, you know, I, yeah. I know everyone's got like different stories and stuff like that, but, um, to make those interactions more intentful, you know, it doesn't have to be, let's go to Disneyland. Let's plan a family vacation. Like it can be as something as simple as uh, even a phone call FaceTime. Yeah. Uh, I love FaceTiming with with my parents. It's just so funny because my mom wears glasses. So like when she FaceTimes me, she's got to look at me. So it's like this. (laughs) Yeah. But I I, I cherish those moments because like you said, our time is limited. Um, So for you to think that those are uh, the little things in life for you is just just very wholesome. And I'm going to have to like make a montage of everyone's answers and release it as a video. It's just, it's just so, it's just so powerful. Um, yeah. So I'm just trying to say that, that, that it resonates with me and thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but that brings us to quite possibly one of the longest episodes of pin pals. Oh my goodness. <laughs> thank <laughs> you for taking so much time with me. I appreciate that. It went uh, by that- like this. <laughs> It so did go by so really fast, right? Yeah. I tend to chat a lot. I, you know, I tell a lot of people, cut me off when you need to. Um, but yeah, I really appreciated this, Eric. And um, I'm so thankful that, you know, this is here. And, um, you know, I'm sure there are, I, I may be one story that, that came out from your your pin pal but there are other people out there i am positive that you are making an impact that you just probably don't even know so i want you to take that with you is the fact that there are folks that are um listening to your podcast that are getting help that help they need um that may never reach out to you and so i'm sure you know if it helped me you know i'm sure it's helping other people as well well that's awesome if you're listening speak up tell me (laughs) <laughs> write reviews or at least give me a five-star podcast or five-star yes. rating. no 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 very appreciative of that whether you you contact me or not the fact that you know like bb create said miguel michael and miguel said um a lot of people tend to be gatekeepers i just kind of want to open the door and and because yeah. all this information is already out there but why not just try and and and, and do it in like a, a conversational way and just be open Mm -hmm. and transparent we all got stories and some resonate more with others so you know just like your sentiments i hope that um people uh resonate with a lot of the things that you said uh i think i said that backwards i hope a lot of things that you said resonated with some of the people that are listening (laughs) and uh you're inspiring like a whole generation of uh of kids and and that's really cool so hopefully we get some more unique fun pin makers out there yeah thank you Um, and can i just do one more shout out i i forgot to mention him but um queer lobster shop is one of my friends oh oh no i didn't mean to like give you the finger i was like (laughs) let me actually just give you the floor and i'll give you say all the shout outs that you want if you have a list go for it let the people know (laughs) <laughs> Let the people know I where know, they can find you and what you have coming on. 
yeah. Um, find me on my Instagram. Um, find me on Etsy. Uh, uh, I just want to shout out a few people. I think I've mentioned a lot of folks who I buy from a lot. Um, I don't know a lot of folks personally, but um, just the people that have been really open and open with me um, and just really communicative. Even when I say like, I'm a new pin maker, everyone's so so sweet. But one of my um, friends from college, uh, Steven runs Queer Lobster Shop, which has a couple pins out, uh, which are uh, really cute. And um, I think uh, like a biblically accurate angel and a moth and a palmistry one, which is cool. Um, uh, also, just some of the ones that are, I just want to shout out two that are just these people that hype up everything um, I do. And both of them are Black-owned shops. Uh, the Nostalgic Place, amazing. Um, always hypes up my, my work. And it's just, and I never met this person, um, but is doing some really great 90s slash early 2000s. Um, black pop culture pins, um, like there's Moesha ones and girlfriends and uh, I think some proud family ones. And then um, uh, uh, who else always hypes up my 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 stuff? Um, oh God, I'm forgetting them. But um, I also just want, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, Eric, but there are pin collectors that are very famous on Instagram that always are following us too. And I just want to shout out them um, because they are, you know, they are the ones that make the content, the content hit because they like our stuff and it goes into, um, uh, oh, Minimal Banana is the other one that is just like a professional hype person too. They make some goofy pins and some Disney pins as well. So they've just been so nice in my journey and um, I wanted to shout them out. Plus everyone else I mentioned. Shout out to the queer pin community. Yeah, for sure. I love it. Um, I forget. Did you say your where? Where can people find you on Instagram? What's your your handle? Oh, at Miss Pinny Pins. Um, so that's I I consider that to be my like my pin drag name, Miss Pinny. Um, <laughs> if I ever do if I ever do drag, that will be her name, Miss Pinny. Um, and I'll Make be festooned. Yep. <laughs> yes. I'll be festooned in everyone's pins, but I try to, with my Instagram, make it from Miss Penny's perspective and not Joel's. So, um, but we're, we are one in the same. I love that. Miss Penny pins. Yeah. And they can find your pins uh, on Etsy if they just search for yep, the same okay. Miss Penny pins. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, Joel, cool. what an absolute pleasure this was. Yes. Great, great start to the week. I feel energized. <laughs> I feel excited. Um, just, just thank you so much for being open, transparent, uh, giving, giving me some of your time, giving the listeners your time, and just kind of opening up about a lot of these things. Because I know it, it, it can be very difficult. I know it can be very sensitive. So for you to just kind of put your out that, put yourself out there, is, uh, is what's the word? Commendable, admirable. Oh, <laughs> thank you so much. I've really enjoyed this, and um, I can't wait to listen to this whole season. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a good one. Hold on yeah. to your pins. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> your, hold on to your lapels. Hold on to your lapels. Oh, I like that. Okay, we're going to have to coin yeah. that some way or another. <laughs> For sure. But uh, Joel, we will talk very soon. We got some pins yes. to collab on and some organizations yeah. to figure out uh, how to donate. or we'll, we'll figure it out. But um, For sure. 
Until then, I hope you have a great night. Take it easy. You too. Have a good one. Bye.